Hi, welcome to Grandad Gets Fit. Today we're in sunny Manchester and we're talking to a really good guest who's given us some vital information and experience she's going to share with us. And we're talking about women's wellness in the main. What does it mean? What does you have to do? As you age, or the aging process kicks in. What do you have to do to maintain that? And also, hopefully Dawn will share with us her experiences of how she's got older and some of the challenges. Really plain speaking, tells it as it is. And I'm sure you're going to find it a really interesting listen. Okay, so over to you, Dawn. Welcome. Hi, Steve. Um, okay, so I've got my own business. I train staff in companies on how to sell and how to give great customer service. And I'm also a uh, a life coach as well and you've done it very well i know you have because obviously we know each other so long with mentoring supporting and working and things like that and how, how to make people better but yes you've got a great business thank you yeah i try I, I like to i like to leave people in a in a better state than i than i find them if i can yeah and definitely. i like to surround myself with people that have got similar values to me and that's i think that's why we've been you know uh, in and out of each other's lives for so long as well because we've we, we've got similar values yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm principled like, like like you, similar to you. Um, we we can be perceived as being fairly fairly direct, but we're honest, open, and uh, friendly. And our sole intention is to help people. Hence, the podcast is about passing our knowledge or information, and having lots of interesting people. And hopefully, they can share share their knowledge. So, yeah, so you've, you've been in business oh, how many years, you reckon? Um, I left, um, I worked I worked for Bupra and I left them in 2006. I was the national training manager there and I, and I started my own business. I was going to have about six months off and about, I <laughs> got into about month three, uh, maybe month two. And my husband said, you need to go and do something because, you know, uh, you need something to, to change your focus because it was focused on the stuff that he wasn't doing in the house. So I thought, right, I'll go and start a business. And and that's what I did. And that was in 2006. So it's been going for, what's that now? 16 years. Wow. So you, yeah. you, you kept it going. And it's, uh, obviously, there's been lots of challenges over that time as um, everyone's experienced life. Life moves on. And as I say, the, one of the key themes of this series of podcasts, we're talking about um, mot motivation. And in terms of what got you interested in fitness and what was the, what was the, what you say the key thing that made you, because you think back when you were 16, 17. So traditionally, uh, as, as we know, there are various challenges for teenagers around that age, um, challenges to their time, so what was it for you, really? What made you keep doing? Were you a sporty type or non-sporty type? I've always done something. I've always been really active. Not not particularly sporty. I played netball, but I've always liked to be on the move and I'm always moving from place to place to place. But I like, I've never been one of these gym bunnies. So I've never been jumping up in the morning and wanting to get in the gym. That That's, that's not been my thing. I think more... I've wanted to fit into my clothes and when I was younger I wanted I wanted to look good and yeah. that was my motivation behind fitness but I think as I've got older I want to feel good and that's more my motivation but 
still, I mean, I, I coach people and have this conversation with them. Sometimes the motivation is not there. You know, I don't jump out of bed and think this is what I want to do today, but I, I just, just built it into my routine. So I don't really need that big burst of motivation anymore. It's a bit like brushing my teeth. I go to Pilates twice a week and, you know, um, I do a bit at home. I walk pr- pretty much every day. Um, so-, so I've just built it into my life, really. I say, oh, I'm not really a jump out of bed person and uh, get into the gym. When in fact, yeah, I, I will do at sometimes of the week, but because of the role that I that I have, I have to balance it out uh, across the seven days, across the week. And, and I, I gave an example to someone before about a day, a week in my my life, and people my age, similar age. I'm, obviously, for those who don't know, I'm nearer sixty than not. They think, are you mad? And me and Dawn, we had, we had conversations, didn't we, before about uh, people similar ages in their 50s, late 50s, early 50s. And they've taught themselves into being oh, lethargic without motivation. Have you experienced uh, that? I, we talked about that. So have you got any examples about um, that motivation that's needed across the age range and the challenges that people face? Yeah, I think um, you don't have as much energy when you get older. I, I've certainly noticed that. And then the menopause comes and kicks you in the face. Yeah. And that that then, you know, that takes the little bit of energy you did have on some days where you just really do feel knackered, you know, and the last thing you want to do is, go and drag yourself out on a walk or or go and do a Pilates class or, or or anything really. And and I see I've got um a mixture of people of my age, friends of my age. I've got the 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 the, the gang that still look after themselves and still make that effort every day. And then I've got some people that I know that just they got to that sort of age, like 45 to sort of 50, um, and they just gave up. You know, right. they gave up on the body. They gave up, you know, sometimes they, sometimes some people don't even look as if they've brushed the hair in the morning. And it's almost like, well, I'm getting on a bit now. And so you've got to double up your efforts. You have to have, you, you've got to um, have, not give yourself that excuse and think, well, it'd be okay if I just, you know, pale into the background, you've really got to push yourself and make sure you do that. And pushing yourself is not, like I say, waiting for that big burst of motivation. It's just thinking, like for me, every Monday and Friday morning, I go to Pilates. I book it. I don't think about it. I get it booked. Um, And and one of the things that keeps me um, motivated, and and I talk to people about this when I'm I'm helping people as well, is I, I get them to rehearse the excuses they're going to make for themselves. So I'll say, right, so you want to go to Pilates, for instance, like every Monday, and they'll go, yeah, yeah, I want to get fit. And I'll say, right, okay, so it's Monday morning and it's absolutely throwing it down. What are you going to think? You know, and they'll say, well, I'm probably going to think, do I really want to go out in that? And we'll rehearse getting over those hurdles. And I do that with myself. So I don't get to that stage where I'm giving myself those excuses where I'll say, well, I'll go if it's not raining or... um, I'll go if it's not my birthday week. So I just go. I do it a similar way. If I'm training myself or training a, a, a client, I say to them, this, this part of the script is find the find the reason why you're doing it, not a, not the reason why you should stop. And it's, yeah. it's useful this morning training somebody. Um, we did she did some uh, some sprints. Only thought maybe 20, 30 meters. And said, okay, get so you can feel t- to a, a seven out of 10, 10 being exhausted where you can't do any more. So she she managed six. Obviously, won't share the name because she should be listening to this. And she did six. Yeah. So, so, so next time, so have a break, 
okay so i made the distance longer and every time she she was just about to give up i said right here's another marker go that bit further go that bit longer so she ended up doing twice the amount from her own self-assessment than than before so she did 12 reps instead of instead of six and even at the end of 12 we had the discussion so you you look like you're a three or or a five so it's clearly your issue was your mental not your physical capacity and yeah yeah you're dead right and and, you know you, you can talk yourself out of things and you know as coaches we know that we say to people just start and let the middle and the end take care of itself you know just start just go so I just think okay sometimes I'll think I'll go today and I might not be able to do all the exercises and I'm almost giving myself an excuse before I go but I'm still proud of myself because I went and then when I get there because I'm quite competitive I will do all of the exercises and then I don't have that and I'm sure a lot of people will identify with this when you don't do something when you don't go to your training session or you don't go on that walk and then you spend so much more energy for the rest of their day thinking I should have gone on that I should have gone on my walk this morning or I should have gone to Pilates this morning and I can't stand that um, way that I beat myself up about it for the rest of the day when it's just an hour yeah I'm the same I think we're cut from the same 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 cloth and it's when I haven't done it and it's a disproportionate amount of beating up, for want of a better expression. You, you know, self-flagellation, just why haven't I done it? Yeah. I could have done it. Why didn't I just try and find that that time to do it? And because part of what you, you talked about, you brushed up, you brushed up, brushed on it um, earlier on um, about the, the menopause. And I think we'll, there's a podcast we're going to do in the future about that. So I, I won't squeeze that uh, that that orange took too much right now but we'll, we'll go back to that but the question I'm, I'm thinking of is we know you said you're not a gym your gym bunny so your training or activity environment that you do is outdoors mainly so you walk in pilates and um the question is about the perception in that in the, for you as a, as a as a woman what are the challenges you feel for for women i'm thinking of social media body image yeah yeah what what are those for you you think are, are out there or maybe what you want to share for yourself what have you faced you think i mean i think i think at my age now the good thing about the menopause and, and getting to 50 plus is that you really don't give a toss what people think oh, yeah. and that is that that's quite liberating but you know through the years the reason i'm not a gym buddy is is not really because i didn't like that everybody looking at me in the gym it's because i'm not really good with training you know doing something on my own Uh, I like to be in the energy of a class I like to feel other people around me and I like an instructor talking me through it um but I have been in the gym before and see you know I've been in the gym loads of times over the years and I've loads of gym memberships and I've seen the the girls that are pulling at the t-shirts you know to try so you can't see how big the boobs are or how big the stomachs are and and I think now there's a there's an unrealistic expectation on on young people in general with all the um i mean i'm so old i call it airbrushing but it's probably not that now but where they can put these filters on and you know they can make themselves look gorgeous and people are aspiring to something that actually is not real that doesn't really exist and you're never going to be able to attain that so i think it's probably really tough now for for younger people and i i also think that we're in this age now where everything is instant you know um I saw an advert in the week for you can get your shopping in 20 minutes you know if you run out of nappies or something you can get them in 20 minutes 
yeah. young people now are used to getting things the next day. If you order it, it comes the next day. So we've got to this instant results society now and fitness and training and diet and lifestyle is not instant. Yeah, you, I think what you call it, some of the phrases there, it's the microwave culture where you yeah. can just ping it, get get it done. And when, if you order something, be here within 20, the next day and it's still not here as if the world's going to, to end because it's not, not happened. And a, an yeah. example of, of that, because I did it only recently, I ordered some yoga straps and in the anticipation of delivering um, a, a session um, coming the coming following week. And I'm so anxious about them being here. And I thought, well, if it doesn't happen, is your session not going to happen? Well, of course it's going to happen. But I was I got the message on my phone, I raced home. And you know what? The package that I raced home for is still out in the hall unopened because I know what's in it. I've not yeah. even opened it. So where was that anxiety about getting? And I get, get what you mean. You talk about uh, that. There's, there's that pressure and it comes from social media and it comes from um, an aspiration to be something, to get something straight, straight away. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's instant results. Everybody, you know, and, and if you see marketing now, it will say, you know, results in a day or instant results or, you know, and we're, we're, it's unrealistic because we're, we're teaching people that you can get things easily. We're teaching people that to wait for something or to have patience and let something unfold yeah. is not right. You know, so we're de-skilling people because you you know yourself, if somebody needs to achieve goals, you've got your short-term goals and your mid-term and your long-term goals. And yes, you need quick wins along the way to motivate you. Yeah. But, you know, not everything is instant. And you know, can't be. you no, you've got to work at some stuff and, and and see the results. But I think that's the same with people with fitness and weight loss. You know, they they they're waiting for the magic pill or it's not coming. There isn't a magic pill. You know, you if you're going to wait for that and you're not going to take responsibility for your, your own fitness, nobody's coming to rescue you with that. It, it's on you. And I think that is tough for people because we've taught the youth of today that we've taught them that you shouldn't have to wait for things. Yeah. And we talk about youth and we're not having a go with them, but I think. No, it's not their fault. We are, to a certain extent, we bought into that culture, the older generation. We're talking maybe plus 30 upwards because we're in that culture. It's youth culture. It's an older age culture. We're still, we're both living in the same space. So we have to buy. And I said that example about having those yoga straps delivered. I still bought into it. And I realised the nonsense of it. So what if it doesn't doesn't come? I didn't, I didn't need it, but we still buy into it, and you still want to get something instantly because we're taught it's important to have things instantly. That that's the way of the world, and that's the way it should be. And you know, I, I love Amazon. I love the fact I can get yeah. things the next day, but I'm also realistic around the fact that you know, I can, it's so much more difficult now at this age for me to. I can eat the same amount of food, but I can't keep the same body shape. So in order for me to keep the same weight and the same body shape, I have to constantly work at that. Yeah. You know, I have to, you know, really make good choices. If I have a bad weekend, I can put two or three pound on, you know, and I've always, apart from when I was pregnant, I've always maintained a weight range. I call it my comfy 12 or my fat 12. Right. So I always stay, I'm always in a size 12, but it's just how well it fits me, you know, and I think that's been more of a struggle as I've got older and that 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 was 
that, that was hard for me to get my head around because I was thinking I'm not eating anymore and and and, I'm, and my stomach's getting bigger what what's going on you know yeah. and I was even looking for the magic I was reading all the menopause things then to and, and and it was things like you know lose all your belly fat in five days and I knew it wasn't possible but I'd still read it yeah because you you want it because you, 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 I wanted it to be right <laughs> I wanted it to be a thing yeah and you're right because we discussed um off mic earlier on and I was saying I'm realizing now now, over the past six months, I've had to work so much harder. I had a knee tendon injury for, oh, the best part of three months. And it shouldn't have been that long. And no, did, did I do that? Did I go to the doctors? And no, I didn't do the, the stereotypical male thing. All my injuries in life have been, I've been able to, to manage and understand what they are. But I still could, I couldn't do the activity what I was doing. I put on uh, weight, a good, nearly two stone, I would say. It's only the last month I've been able to get back on it. And I've had to set my schedule realistically. And it's a hard challenge. I'm doing 30, 30, 30Ks on the bike three times a week and working and doing fitness and doing all the other stuff. And I am having to work like a soldier. I am in, out, done, sleep. I'm in bed latest, half nine, at the very latest now. So disciplined. Uh, and the food, the water, you're joking. I'm chucking four litres down down my throat every single day i'm working at a level that it would be hard for somebody at 30 to do near where i left off and i appreciate so i can so i can see appreciate how how hard it is for somebody who hasn't got my experience knowledge or whatever you want to call it it's hard it's a hard old game yeah it, to- it really is and it's not even just the experience and the, and the knowledge it's it's the time you know i i it now takes me probably six or seven hours a week to maintain what I could maintain in maybe two hours a week before I'd just go to two classes or something and that would keep me fit and and it is not enough now to keep me fit so the time investment for me is is a lot more so you know I'll I'll combine it with things like I'll um because my son laughs at me because he comes in the kitchen and I might be waiting for the kettle to boil and I'm doing star because I ju- it's like dead time for me. So I just think, oh, I'll do a few star jumps now. You know, that'll keep me in. And I, it, it, it's just where and when I can do it because if I'm working, some of that's sitting down a lot. That's a good point, you know, that time. Because I was discussing, discussing with somebody a few days ago and I, about that. And I actually mentioned just briefly there about I'm doing 30Ks three times a week. And when I started off, I, I, I randomly put, picked this number out. I didn't randomly do it, obviously, but I picked a number at 30Ks. And I thought, yeah, that'd be good, this. And I set myself the goal, 80 minutes to do 30Ks. And then I quickly realised I haven't got 80 minutes. So now it's pushed me on. I have to very quickly get to less than an hour because, as you know, if you're going to go on a do an activity for 80 minutes, then what about the, the 15, 10 minutes prep? What about the 25 minutes, 30 minutes afterwards? Shower, change, get... Shower, change, yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. A massive time commitment. And I, I don't have that time in the day to do that. No. So I've got to fit that in where I can. Yeah. You know, um, it might be that I'm, um, I don't know, sometimes I'll be sat in my car, you know, stuck in traffic. I remember I got stuck um, on the M56 for about six hours wow. and, um, you know, I could feel myself seizing up and I was I was doing stretches. I, I wound the window down and I was pushing, you know, doing my arms out to the side and things because I just thought, one, I'll be so stiff when I get out. And two, yeah. that was a whole seven hours for me that was lost activity and I've got a Fitbit that I wear that tells me you know how few calories I burn now I'm older 
that's definitely gone on the decrease. So it takes me a lot more activity now for me to burn calories than it did when I was in my 30s and 40s. Well, yeah, I know you mentioned uh, a new anyway, but you discussed it briefly about um, injury. So if yeah. you want to share share with yourself, because I know you've got a certain a certain injury that you've had for a certain amount of time, and yeah. how does that how has that impacted you? Your working, living, moving, doing what? How's that had that impact? Yeah, I I injured my back. I I went off roading on my she wasn't my mother in law then, but my uh, my my mother in laws. It was pretty much a shopping bike, um, and I just went out and I was jumping down hills and stuff on it and I was fine and I got home and um, then I went to pick up the washing basket and I couldn't straighten up Wow! Um, and I was like that for two days because I just thought it'll go all right it'll go all right because I'm a bit of a don't go to the doctors and don't go to the hospital person unless you know I'm dying and then um, I went and they said you've damaged a couple of the discs in your back Um, and that then threw my hip out and my knee out and my ankle out so I've had an operation on my knee and blah 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 blah. so the upshot is is that some days it is a bit of a struggle to get out of bed um I always do um and some days I just it feels very unstable and on those days I just tend to go for gentle walks and do some stretches um but because I've had I've asked the question am I making it Am I making it worse by exercising? And they're saying, well, you need to listen to your body, but no, not really. So I think, well, if it's going to hurt, I, it can either hurt and I can sit down yeah. and be upset that I'm having to have a day out of my life, or it can I can go for a walk and it's still going to hurt the same amount. So sometimes, not in, a, not in an unsensible way, but sometimes I do have to just push through it because that would be a perfect excuse. And everybody would let me have that excuse for me to stop and not do anything. So are you, you're, you're not you're like me. Uh, I, I know that anyway. You, you, you don't have a a vast cabinet of medicines you can shake and tablets and painkillers. Not saying there's nothing wrong with using them, but no, 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 I, 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 no. I don't take anything. I don't. You know, um, I, I tend to. I don't. I don't. I don't get ill a lot. To be fair, and I don't. Um, yeah. I don't break down a lot other than this 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 problem that I have and I know how to manage that I get the old wheat bag out my my microwave takes a bit of a caning because my wheat bag's in it all <laughs> most nights um I get my wheat bag on it um I have hot baths um I, but I just I don't know I've, I did have a nerve block in it once but um you know I, I my leg that made my leg weak and I couldn't do the exercise I wanted to do so I, I don't really feel it now and I, I know people think that I'm making it up when I say I don't really feel it I think I've just normalized the pain a little bit because I think well I'm still moving about and I'm so much luckier than a lot of people yeah I think the point there I was as soon as you said that I I I, my mind drew to I condition myself to ignore it or I condition myself to acknowledge it if I acknowledge it it limits if I ignore it within reason I can keep going yeah as as long as you're not hurting yourself but there are you know there are some people that genuinely are in too much pain to do anything and if I if I got to that stage I mean I'm not there's no there's no heroics here with me at all it's just it's it's frustrating to me to be grounded you know to be to to not be able to do what I want to do and as much as my family love me and 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 have my best interests in at heart they 
sometimes they'll say you just need to rest and that drives me mad you know because I just think if I give into this and I just become that person that has a bad back because you have people that say oh I don't do that I have a bad back or I don't do that I have a bad leg if I become that person then I've always got to get out of jail free card to to get out of doing any form of of keeping fit and that's not good for me mentally when I'm when, when, when I can't move around, you know, I start, I can tend to start overthinking things and, you know, you can catastrophize and, and it's not good for me. So even if the best I can do in one day is just walk to the end of the road and back, then that's what I do. Exactly. And I, I can emphasize with that. So when I did my, my uh, tendon, the frustration, I couldn't straighten my leg. It would not straighten. And every time I tried to walk up the stairs, it hurt and every single step uh, and I couldn't ride the bike. You just couldn't extend. So the frustration of that, and it was painful knowing, and I think the pain, the the, the physical pain or the, the, the pain that the, the receptors were given my body, my brain, it was half as much as the frustration, the pain of knowing, not being able to do. And it's that fear of, is this the point now where I have to completely change my approach? of how I how I'm active and the fact yeah. that I, I didn't go to to medical advice I knew what was wrong it was it was it was obvious it was clear I've done similar things before and I did rest and I did listen I did use the relevant exercises and I was proven right for myself not to anybody else that now I'm back on it and I, I'm going and working at a level which is beyond sensible but it's sensible for me and I'm so much happier for being mobile and showing yeah. showing the I think what it is the resilience and the question I'd say now would be that for yourself is what if you know the answer happy to share with it what what does it take to get fit is the first part of it is three parts to this what does it take to get fit for you, what would your your advice to anybody in terms of resilience? What does it take to get fit? I think it's consistency. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I know people that that will go and they'll go to like a spin class, then they'll go spin it, spin uh, swimming, and they'll do something else, and they'll do all that in a day, mm. and then they won't go again for two or three weeks. And I think getting fit. It, you just have to see it as a as a lifelong commitment as something that even if like I've said even if on t- today you can only get to the end of the road then yeah. just go to the end of the road you know and and tomorrow might be a better day and you might be able to go to your Pilates class or you know you might you might you might be able to go on your bike or something and I, I think it's just doing what you can do on that day but still doing it yeah and part I think the second and third part really connected the more I think about it now is it would be the second and third part to stay fit and get fitter. So to stay fit, you, you're right. You've answered that to, to a point is being cons- consistent. Yeah. That's what you need to, to stay fit, find yeah. something. And then to get fitter, I think that we mentioned it earlier on. It's about um, having a goal. That's for me is what it is. Having a goal. So what about what do you, what's your thoughts on that? So stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I think the thing is is and and again that goal has to change. So my my regime to to stay fit when I was thirty wouldn't cut it now. 
Yeah. So, it, you know, and, and some of the stuff I did do when I was 30, like, you know, a, a bit of running and, you know, going on my bike all the time. I can't physically do that now because I'm a back. So it's about thinking, is this still serving me? So that's what I do for, for, for staying fit. I think, is this pushing me now? Because sometimes you, you do your fitness, don't you? And after a while you think this is easy to me now. I'm not I'm not really pushing myself. So it's just thinking, what's that one step further that that I can do? So I might change the route that I go on for a walk or put a couple of hills in it or something. Um, and, and not getting bored. I can get bored really easily if something's too monotonous. So just switching it up a little bit is important to me as well. Yeah, so it's having uh, having a, a library, a big library, a wide library, an extensive library, or alternatives to making it making it di- diverse. Because I know I, I have a, a narrow set of things that I like doing. I've got that invested in the uh, an indoor bike, really fancy, not one of those Peloton ones, probably equally as expensive. But because I like doing that, that's great. And I've got access to a gym. And I know um, some people don't like gym. We mentioned that before. Um, you've got the environment. Go walking. Do, do something which is different. Something that pre- presents a challenge. Yeah. And key within that, we say, is the, the time. You've got to find time. You've got to make time. Something's got to be, don't say sacrifice, but you've got to manage your own time to get, to, to allow yourself to be fitter, to make your life, your quality of life, because that's to me is what it's about. I want the best quality, the best version of my life I can get. And I know if I don't do, then I'm going to be limited. And that's scary. It, I mean, it is. It's, and that's the same for everybody. You know, I, my, my, I know people fast and they do this, that and the other because they want to live longer. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to live till I'm 90 if I can't walk. I don't yeah. want to live to, to 90 of them in tremendous pain. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that I, I want to die earlier. I'm, what oh. I am saying is that, you know, I, I want to be able to be fit and healthy enough to live that long, you know, and if that means that because I have, sometimes I have limited time, it, it might be that I'll do, um, it's, it's called habit stacking. I think it's like, I'll do, a walk but I don't really have the time to do a walk so I'll think right well I need to ring that client then so I will ring that client while I'm on that walk yeah you know so that 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 will enable so I look at my day and I look at what can I do in that day to make sure that I can still meet my fitness goals but I'm also not stressing myself out that I'm not going to have time to do things I know I can't do everything so, but I do have to keep stacking things up, adding to the calorie count, the deficit. I've got to make sure it's the discipline that's and the repetitivity of what I need to do. It's got to be got to be done. It is a got to. This, I think for myself, I don't. There's a it's a no quibble, no no. It's a no um discussion with myself. This has to be done. I know what I need to do, so I'm going to get it get it done. Really, so. You go on, yeah, that's yeah, finished. Yes, you're over to you. Yeah, that's how I that's how I do it. Get resilient. I think I think as well for, for somebody that runs a house, you know, like I, I I do everything in my house, you know, I clean it, I do everything. I I build that into my exercise day. So I think, right, well, maybe I don't let's say it's throwing it down and it's not even good enough to be dog walking weather because it's too bad. I'll yeah. think, right, okay. I will, you know, if you if I vacuum the hall stairs and landing or sweep and mop my kitchen, that that's like a workout. You know, so I'll, I'll I'll do those things and I'll think, right, OK, so it's OK. I didn't go for a walk today because I did my activity. I moved and I, and I, and I burnt calories, but I also have a nice clean house to look at. 
So those are that, that's when I really feel like I'm winning at life when I have those days because I feel like I've I've burnt all those calories and and I've, I've cleaned as well. So that that to me is like two ticks off the list. Right. So it's about looking at your life and adapting to it as well because not everybody can make it to classes, but you know you, you you need that person I think to coach you on and push you on and be in your corner. And when you're having a bad day like that lady this morning that didn't think she was going to be able to achieve it somebody like you just pushing her on and, and rooting for her and having her back, you know, that, that, that's why I go to classes. Cause I love that. And that's a good, that's a good, a good vibe. So I think yeah, that's, it's really helpful. All the things we've discussed today. And I think key points out of there, uh, because we can use that in the, in the future. And I really hope you'll come back for, to discuss some other key points. Cause I know we mentioned about uh, menopause and I know we're going to do a, a podcast solely in and around that um, menopause in the in the old age. Because then also there's um, somebody said to me in the younger age as well, these people in their 30s who've experienced the, uh, the menopause and the impact it has on their life at, at that age. So, so yes, yeah, so thank you, Dawn, for that. It's been really helpful. Uh, it's really interesting. And as ever, as I knew it would be, there'd be lots of information there for people can can uh, jump on and share and get the experience that you have and and draw from it. So, yes, yeah, so thank thank you again. So oh, you're welcome. I've loved it. I've loved thank it. you. It's, for that. it's been great. Thank you. And yes, we'll 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 speak to Dawn again at some point. 